We're excited to announce our next podcast, Into the Time Knife. A Good Place Rewatch podcast is coming to you live in your face January 16th. Make sure you follow us wherever you get your podcast as soon as January 1st to get a little sneak peek of what's to come. We're also going to have brand new socials for the show, so make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TimeKnifePod. You'll still be able to support this podcast and all of our podcasts over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast, where you'll always be able to get our current podcast a week early, our live pre-show, You Can't Dis a Pre-Show, episodes of Brokeback Bebop, and any other exclusive Patreon podcast coming that way. Don't forget to still stay tuned on the Can't Disappoint podcast feeds on Twitter at You Can't Disappod, on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast to stay up to the minute with any community movie news, any new interviews, or hot ear to the pavement <laughs> info coming to you live and in action, as well as all our awesome memes and interactions with you guys there too. We want to thank you all so much for supporting this show by listening to it, by becoming a patron, by following us on social media. And we're so excited to move on to The Good Place and to see what this new podcast, this new year will bring for us. So we hope you'll be following us along on this journey. Yeah, thanks guys for walking with us so far. And we hope you you keep those little piggies right next to ours as we walk our way to this Good Place market. You could say that they could never disappoint us. I get it. Recording on here. One, two, three. Recording on Audacity. One, two, three. Nobody can hear you down my ear a little bit. (laughs) Okay, it's for Zach. It's special. It's not for anybody. That's not how I line up anything. One, two, three. (laughs) One, two, three. There you go. Thank you. Now we're all synced up. Hello, everyone. I am filled with joy. I'm very excited. We're here for something very special. I can't believe it, but after almost three years, it's the final weekly episode of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm emotional. We're wrapping this thing up for real until the community movie gives us something else to come back for. (laughs) But this is a big one, Steven. We did it. We're here. I'm glad to be here. Hi, everyone out there. I'm Zach. And I don't know. I'm here. I'm glad to be here, but I don't yeah. have a riff. Do you have a riff? Yeah. Well, I'm Steven, and although we've come okay. to the end of the road. You low-key just kind of hit that ship, buddy. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, yeah. pal. You lo- like, that was a riff, and you low-key kind of did that thing. Hey, thanks. You know, When it comes to boys to men, drop of a hat, I can busted out but i i still can't let go of you zach so i'm happy we're here i got you by the balls you've seen it happen before your eyes and this is a joke but also kind of not a joke boys two men steven and i and myself mm-hmm. over the last two and a half two and three quarters of a year podcasting it has really been an experiment in watching us grow up over the last three years it's kind of crazy it is crazy and there's more to come and we're very excited to be lovingly sending off this one everything we've done here everything god well let's just get into it steven i'm glad that you're here we're gonna begin the program as always by mentioning that this episode is brought to you by our friend and friends over at the podcast conversations with Robbie Sherman. Make sure that you check out all the cool stuff they're doing over there, like their latest episode about Catwoman Hunted. Do you know hey anything yo. about Catwoman Hunted? I, I don't. Have no I'm idea assuming what that is. it's a uh, animated movie, one-off 
Catwoman picture from knowing Robbie Sherman's probably old as shit. Well, so. I'm about to know about it because I will be tippy tap tap tapping on my latest favorite podcatcher to find conversations with Robbie Sherman and learn all about Catwoman Hunted. Oh, yeah. Of course, we've also got a shout out for the last time on a weekly episode of this podcast, our $10 and up patrons over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Those people are conversations with Robbie Sherman, Danny M. Lugo, Mary Baker Budisa, Planeswalker Prez, and Emmy Azrael. I cannot say thank you enough to anyone past or present that has ever helped us out on Patreon. Every time we've gotten a new patron, we notice it. We yeah. It, it makes us very happy that you support us there. And as we're moving from this podcast to the next one, Into the Time Knife, our Good Place Rewatch podcast, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast is always going to be your home for supporting me and Steven, our can't disappoint podcasts, podcast network, everything we do. That'll be the place to support it and to get all of our exclusive content. Uh, the last five episodes of Brokeback Bebop are going on over there now in the end of December and through January of next year. The pre-show is coming back with an Into the Time Knife of redesigns starting in January of 2023. A lot of fun stuff going on over there. And the first episode of Into the Time Knife will also stream early, two weeks early over there. So check it out if you'd like to support us. We're still keeping this thing going along, aren't we? Yeah, we are. So how are you? How have you been since we've last recorded? I'm good, buddy. I've been, you know, living life, tripping life fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for, you know, all the exciting things coming up for us. What's going you? on in your personal life? What are you excited about outside of our flourishing podcasting journey? Are you excited uh, for the, the, the growth and, and renewal that a new year is soon to bring, or do you not buy too much into that? I'm not a New Year's resolution person. Uh, I set, like, smaller goals throughout the year, I guess, sure. but I, I'm not a big New Year's resolution person at I guess all. I'm, I'm not also a, not a big Christmas person, so this time of year I just kind of try and sleep until you it's tend, over. D- are you kind of... Seasonal holiday depressive? Do you get depressed a little bit during the I'm time? depressed year-round, so... <laughs> no, the, you're not. I'm just not a big on Christmas. I don't know why. I yeah. like Thanksgiving. Yeah. I like getting to see family. I feel like people get really stressed around Christmas, well, and... That's true. Well, I'm not really big on New Year's resolutions, but I do always feel at the end and beginning of a year like the completion of something. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, regardless of what I have or haven't accomplished at in the year preceding, it feels like the end and start of something, whether it actually is. I don't know. And that's it's always nice. It, it, it brings me hope. Yeah. That's good. I like that. New, right baby now, New Year in his little bottom. That's me. Mm-hmm. That's you. <laughs> baby New Year with your little bottom. Well, right now I'm excited because I was sick as a dog. Like, literally from after we recorded our last superlative to a few days ago. So I'm just glad that I can breathe, get up, yeah. uh, get out of bed. It's really nice. Glad to be no, back. You glad come to right be in, back to bed, buddy boy. In in good spirits for something really exciting that we're here to do today, Stephen. Why are we here? Well, because we're going to talk to two of our longest community friends. Uh, I might even call them community family. I know I do. Uh, about the entire show. It's kind of crazy. It's a lot to undertake. But, but I'm excited for it. Yeah, two of those people that we love very close, uh, that we hold very close, love very dearly, whatever. They're in our mm-hmm. hearts. 
But we haven't mentioned yet, of course, we've got to shout out the man that you're about to hear the lovely, seductive tones of in just a few moments. Our community, Papa, at Communities on Twitter. This is the last time as a weekly podcast that we're here to shout out our Papa to really make sure that he knows exactly how we feel about him, to know how just absolutely filled with all of the the liquid support he's given us over the last three years. What do you have to say to Papa as we... You know, earlier I referred to him as the Papa Tapa, the yeah. the the top pop You say top. earlier, but it's about oh, really? to happen, though, so it's really well, later. Sorry, I've been staring at the time knife a little too long, Zach. <laughs> when, when, not, not when am I, but where am I? Exactly. Um, but, you know, I think he's he's the top, top of all the pops. Yeah. Uh, and I'm happy to be his little bottom boy. Yeah, I'm glad, because look at me. Everyone knew that I was going to be some daddy tops, little baby boy. Mm-hmm. I've just got it plastered all over my face and i am so glad that i have been so fully physically just demandingly Mm -hmm. topped by my pop yeah (laughs) at communities on twitter thank you communities for everything we really love you and yeah that's it that's it. Should we should we dive in, Zach? Is it time? Yeah, let's dive in. For the last time here, we're going to do a roundtable, our full series community roundtable with, as previously mentioned, our community papa, Matt from Communities, and our great friend, TV's Kevin Lanigan. TV's Kevin Lanigan? Why don't you go ahead and press that giant, just fucking huge play button in front of you? Oh, it's heavy, Zach. Why, why isn't it you didn't attached have to, pick to anything? It up. Why you do I have to, to hold it? it? You don't Whoa, have to. my God. It's going to crush my arms and Let's legs. Let's hear that I hefty hit click. This thing quick. Oh, buddy. Here we go. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to a very special final roundtable. Steven and I have been just milking dry what's last <laughs> of this community rewatch podcast. If our if our podcast was, was a cow, it was once young and fertile and just always producing milk, and now it's just lying on the ground, tired, out of Those air. udders are spitting out dust. Yeah. My, just my hands udders. Are, are rubbed raw. Yeah. My bucket is full. <laughs> and and I'm happy to, to share the, the milk we've made with a couple of my favorite people on the planet. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. We're here with the two people who have been on this podcast the most times out of all of the guests we've had. Uh, people they get like very a jacket, like the Seven Timers show. Club? Yeah. Like, do we, can we... we don't have SNL it. money, no. <laughs> we'll get you no. a sock. <laughs> we have, like, but like every time we return, can we have like a really long sketch in the middle of the episode about yes. like the club that we're all in? Like a really yeah. long sketch. Really long. We'll call back like some like deep cuts like Dom and Andre. You know, like we'll get everybody back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So we've got these two people back. We're very excited. We've got a lot of a lot to get into tonight. So I'm not going to waste too much time. We're here for a final complete series community roundtable. Going to be talking about tops and bottoms one more time with two of our fi- two of our tops for sure. Uh, Matt <laughs> of Communities, our community Papa one more time on the program, and of Papa course, Tapa our himself, <laughs> great Papa. friend. Kevin Lanigan of Advanced Media Studies. Welcome back. What's up? 
Well, I'm glad to be back. <laughs> uh, I guess I want to open this up with how are you two feeling about community right now, today? We've talked it to death a bunch of times together separately. Kevin, you finished podcasting, but I'm sure feel drawn back to it just again and again as we all do since the movie has been announced. Where are you guys feeling on the show right now? Uh, you know, I've been... We finished our show um, in November of last year. And, wow. and since that time, I have not watched an episode of community wow. I've, been, I've been in a sort of holding pattern you know yeah. i we i a year and a half of my life was like community 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 i'm kind of i'm pulling back a little bit because once peacock announces that release date i'm <laughs> binging hard back on it <laughs> you're back you know point it's like it's it's the it's the competitive eater who does not eat you know, for the for the <laughs> several days leading up to competition, so that he can eat thirty seven hot dogs consecutively. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna eat thirty seven hot dogs of the television show Community. <laughs> nice. Love what it. about you, Matt? Just always living and breathing it. Does it ever change for you? Does it? Does the passion I... ever burn less fierce? <laughs> um, October was wild. Uh, yeah, because that was right after the announcement. Right. Um, I I'll tell you. Uh, Talking about why advanced D&D is not on Netflix once a month is tedious. Sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sure. I'm really, I try to be really polite, but I'm like, I've discussed this every month since June of 2020 or July when it got pulled in July. I'm, there's nothing we're going to say that's going to change this. And yeah. you venting doesn't make my day. Now, are um, the people that are asking you about that on Twitter, are those new community fans, or are those the same people asking over and over again? <laughs> uh, I think mostly But Matt, tell new. us why! <laughs> I, I, I think it's mostly new. And there are other people who are just still frustrated because you, their, their focus is on, uh, well, D&D, &D, and their focus is on uh, suicide prevention, and that's their mm -hmm. two main issues. And, I, you know, those I get those. But uh, there's also a category that just doesn't want that kind of thing to happen ever to sure. their, their show and i i don't have anything for any of them other yeah. than i love the episode i also know why it was pulled and that's it mm -hmm. i've got nothing else i can offer and also like blu-rays exist you can still buy, <laughs> buy it for the, yes, buy 99 on itunes One, if you two, want it that bad put locker it's percent. <laughs> oh put locker's got it but yeah Locker, <laughs> will have it indefinitely and There's... we're living in a moment right now where things are getting pulled for reason and for no reason um sure. we're learning that in the streaming world there is no such thing as permanent yeah. media it's it could be on HBO Max and weird. just flat out pulled now just because yeah. they don't want to pay Dan Harmon. I mean, exactly. that could happen in a heartbeat. So mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Every month it happens. Outside of that, it's still a lot of fun. There's still people making <laughs> art. There's still We're still growing uh, despite crazy. Twitter's problems. So it's great. It's that great. Is great. It's great to do what we do. It's been a really exciting couple of months to be a community fan just because the reinvigoration feels like when the uh, table read happened all over again. Yeah. Uh, multiplied yeah. by 10 because we're all so excited about this new content. And I'm excited to put the rewatch we've been doing to bed, Steven, by ranking some episodes. And I think we're going to get into that. We're going to start with our 
bottom 10 episodes I often like to start with my bottom, Zach. Let's of go. The, of the entire series. <laughs> it's Very a tough good topic. To it's a good place to start. Going through trying to make this list was tougher for me than my top 15 episodes. Because I'll be frank, there are quite a few episodes of Community first three seasons especially honestly there are a handful of episodes in every season that are just kind of harder to remember kind of forgettable but not exactly bad and then there are a handful of episodes that do really stand out in my memory but for negative reasons so it was a hard list to decide i don't know what makes the worst episodes is it boring or no is it zach i'm, I'm curious because i'm sure uh-huh. we all probably did this a little bit differently what was your approach to gathering your list did you look through a list of all the episodes mm-hmm. just in order did you look up like the top or all the episodes ranked and then see if you agreed with it no i looked through like the complete episode list and made like a quali. oh i just bonked my microphone i made like a qualifier list of like all the episodes that came out to me as maybes revisited the plot lines of ones that i was kind of iffy on the b and wow. c storylines and from there i would like knock out one at a time until I made it to 10 and then down to one. Wow. So what about you? You do the, what did other people say the best? No, worst so I didn't, this time I, I didn't look at a single list, not even a comprehensive episode of the show list. I just went through our previous round tables yes. and looked at my bottom three to five for each season, which the reason I wanted to do that is because that would eliminate some of the episodes that I feel nothing about. Um, from contention, like the ones that I'm just kind of like mid on, especially some of the season six ones that I feel that way about. Um, Because we usually did a bottom three instead of a bottom of five for a lot of the seasons. So then I went through that and I went from just one up to the one that that was my least. Like I could, like I actually filled in three and two first and then the rest kind of trickled around there. But but that's how I put mine together. What about you guys? Yeah, to Kevin, as the person who with your podcast listed every single episode from best to worst and the end tags from best to worst. What is it like for you to revisit that for a, a new look at it? That's right. You know, and, and again, like I haven't I haven't touched a show in a year, so it's like what the the immediacy is gone and now mm-hmm. with the with the with the with the gift of distance, how does it still sit in my mind? How does it how does it still hang there? Yeah. Uh, and you know, I uh, I did this list sort of at the last minute, so it's coming right from the gut. This is like I thought of That's these exciting. are the ten episodes yeah. of Community that I dislike the most. Yeah, Matt, what about you? Uh, I know that you're, I don't know, you're a very by the book gentleman. I feel like you're <laughs> methodical. Matt loves books. I feel like when you're methodical I... and decided about everything that you do. So were you the same with putting well, the list together? I'm, I'm is it hard? Because I'm, I'm, I, I try to be careful. Um, of certain things but I what I did I did the methodical thing I have a complete list of episodes I have a complete list of the IMDB writings and I have the AV club writings and I made Mm -hmm. a list based on that and then where I disagreed I pulled them out and got them out of the way so there's a bunch at the bottom according to IMDB that I think are just misunderstandings of the episodes and there's a couple at the top that I wouldn't put there uh, but I was close, and I rearranged them. I, I grabbed the first 20 or so, or in the bottom 20 or so, and then I just said, no, hell no, and mm-hmm. why was this over there? And, and I just went through it like that and, and then made a list. Nice. Well, we're going to get into it. What we're going to do first is each individually list our 10 to 6 spots of the bottom 10. Just kind of rapid fire, say a few words about them if you want, just list them, whatever you're feeling. And I'll get it started this time. 
Um, my bottom 10 episodes of Community. My number 10 is actually going to be Bondage and Beta Male Sexuality. Mm-hmm. I think it's a huge yeah. missed opportunity of an episode where I'm really interested in an episode that dives deeper into Duncan and dives deeper into Britta's past, but I think it kind of misses both of those in that episode. And Duncan and Jeff are really despicable in that episode. Uh, number nine, I've got Custody Law and Eastern European Diplomacy. I think both plots in that episode are pretty bad. I don't like that episode, but it's more forgettable than offensive as we get lower down on the list. Number eight, I've got Economics of Marine Biology. I feel like that's one that's going to show up a lot. Just a nothing burger (laughs) of a season four episode. Um, Number seven, I've got Basic Story, the first half of the season five finale. I see why some people would like what they're trying to do there with an episode that is meant to be a nothing episode. But when it's boring and doesn't make me laugh, it is just a nothing episode for me. And number six, I've got alternative history of the German invasion. If they didn't have Nick Kroll, why did they bother? Pass. <laughs> why bother? Nice. Pass. Yeah, you really want that authentic German accent of Nick Exactly, mm-hmm. right. The careful, studied work of exactly. Nick Kroll. Years and years of research. Matt, why don't you go next? Okay. Um, uh, my my bottom 10. Uh, number 10 for me is Repilot. It is mm. dark. It has a lot to do, but it's mostly unenjoyable. Bold uh, answer, still, Matt, but I like it. I don't yeah. hate that either. I see why uh, you would Intro the Felt Surgacy. The, the reveals are wildly out of character for mm-hmm. almost every character. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can see Troy burning down stuff with because he's trying to destroy ants. I get that. That, yes. that could happen. I've, I've burned a uh, cow pasture before but not that big <laughs> yeah uh, but definitely not something where they refer to as the fire of 03 <laughs> nothing in that category yeah you've never it. started a fire with a title yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh no it's like those crazy kids yeah uh, but i i i really hate i mean the, the songs are good mm-hmm. i don't mind the story structure i just ultimately think the reveals are just so bad i just yeah. don't yeah. particularly shirley's and annie's uh, and Jeff's, that's that's kind of what I expected out of him. Law of Robotics and Party Rights. Um, okay. I, it's a great concept, but they don't do anything with it, ultimately. They end up just... Uh, it's my reoccurring complaint that they don't treat teaching seriously. Mm-hmm. And if yeah. they did, they can, there's an easy way out of this argument, but they don't care. And so it ultimately just doesn't work. And the ending is always oh, not a murderer. So mm-hmm. we don't like him anymore. God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, bondage and beta male sexuality. I yep. don't buy handcuffing someone. You didn't mm-hmm. even mention that terrible plot line (laughs) honestly that plot line is what i mind the least about the episode because i like that's assault i i get it (laughs) but i still like what they do with abed in that episode when someone's like no bad think about what you've done you're not a magical being that can just get away from this sure you shouldn't handcuff anybody to anything unless you're supposed to be handcuffing people to stuff but i still like I think it was an interesting thing to do with Abed after Troy had left. That's you the can, one you thing I don't You can trap mind. him with somebody without actually handcuffing him. I, you can do this story in a different way. Okay. You can make him feel obligated. How many that times would, does that Jeff try difference. to murder Abed in season three? <laughs> <laughs> times? Yeah. Oh, no, I don't like murdering Abed. Uh, <laughs> my, my Anti-murdering Abed. I'm very yeah. against killing <laughs> Abed. Uh, and uh, number six for me is History 101. They're just trying to do too much. Did you skip one? Did you get all five? No, he gave no, all of them. One. Okay. That's all of them. Good list. Good list. Nice. Steven can count. 
Yeah. Yeah, Steven. I can. Well, Mr. Steven can count. Uh, <laughs> why don't you go, Mr. <laughs> County Boy? I Let's will. Count. Well, number City ten. Uh, horror fiction in seven spooky steps. What the Steven hell? does not like that. I episode. know. I don't like that one. I don't I know do. why. Too scary. It's Too just scary. not my vibe. I think it's. I don't think it's very funny. I like a couple parts of it, but for me, that's an episode which. Is it the tenth worst episode of the show? No, but if well, I'm, you if just I'm, you, you just said it was a tip, you literally just called the tip. Exactly Pick what we're doing. Another number to well, say it's here, not. Well, like, it's not the eleven. Quality and taste are two different things. <laughs> and taste right. wise, I think it's it's disgusting. It's a personal so thing. That, All of when these you lick the DVD, it already had yeah. something yeah. on okay. it. So I, that's my controversy. You don't like that one. Number nine, advanced intro to finality. Yeah, the season four finale. Um, I don't like most of the finales um, of this show's seasons, and that one is especially stinky. Um, number eight, contemporary impressionists. Jeff going Hulk is bad. I agree. <laughs> going Hulk is not something you should do. I do no. not condone the actions of the Hulk. Do don't not approve it. And Abed trying to get awards is a bad bad there. Yeah. Uh, number seven. Basic email security. I understand that six minutes of this 28-minute episode are really funny, but the other 22 <laughs> minutes are not. <laughs> yeah. Um, and my number six uh, common thread, bondage and beta male sexuality. I don't like that one. I think that they could have had a really cool episode about Britta being a bit of a poser and like her old friends like kind of mm -hmm. calling her out for it and seeing this new her that she's become but instead they make it about everyone wanting to bang Britta <laughs> yeah. and Abed getting chained to a filing cabinet I'm honestly a little surprised that that one has been like a common thread i thought that would be a me thing i'm i'm glad to see i wasn't alone mm -hmm. kevin what you got go go ahead yeah. Matt. no i just want to add it's not just about banging britta that that they used to respect her as an activist mm -hmm. where that has been the joke that she's not respectable in this yes, category yeah. and then they switch it yeah uh well, well i'm sorry to buck the trends bondage and beta male sexuality is not not in my bottom 10 that's did okay not, you're allowed to make the cut thank it's you right. thank you I like the joke about Jason Biggs. Um, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so, uh, uh, starting from uh, the bottom, uh, number 10, competitive ecology. Mm -hmm. uh, really? I like yeah. that episode. I do not like it. Everyone is so grossly unpleasant. There are other episodes where the study group is unpleasant that I like way more. Yeah. It's really to no end, and yeah. they're just so terrible like to one. Todd. I just I think I really that's funny. Can't. I get it. Yeah. Interesting choice. Also, no funny, no make laugh, no make, no make me go haha. -ha. And I just so it's I it I can overcome a lot of things if I go haha, -ha, but mm -hmm. not not in this case. Huh. Uh, number nine, heroic origins. Yeah, uh, I don't care for that just one a, either. Just a standard story trope problem I have of we were all destined to be together instead of anybody making an active choice. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't like that. Uh, number eight, season one finale, Pascal's Triangle revisited. Yep. Yeah, that was a close uh, one. Of mine. The transphobic stuff, obviously, yep. is a joke bad. that does not age really well. Bad. Also, uh, no funny haha. -ha. Also, Britta, grossly out of character in that episode. Yep. Slater, mm -hmm. grossly out of character in that episode. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, thumbs up. There down. is a little funny haha -ha in that episode. The Dean does ask two Dalmatians to the dance. That's pretty that's funny. The, that that's was... the one. And John Oliver raps about the size of his penis. That's and also that was kind of funny haha. -ha. I did, I, you know, I, I, Troy does eat a big cookie. He does See, eat a big yeah. cookie. It's not a great episode, but it's moments like episode. that did keep it off of mine. But he does eat a big cookie. Yeah. Um, 
uh, <laughs> number seven, another season one, Basic Genealogy. Um, almost on my list. Again, that's where, that's Family Day. There's some funny epi- moments of that episode. Catherine almost- McPhee. Yeah, oh, American yeah, Idol McPhee. season five runner-up. Uh, listen, Smash I was a big, star. I was a big Jeff Slater head, and they cut that relationship off at the knees so they could have one episode with yeah. Catherine McPhee. Yeah, uh, no <laughs> offense to Catherine star McPhee, star of stage and screen, star of waitress <laughs> on Broadway. But well, like, they were promoting was... another show, and I don't remember the name of it. Smash, it was after two years. No, this Smash. Is, I think this was pre-Smash. No, this is I think Smash is older than you think. It's right before. I guess it is Smash. season one. I think one. it's for a purpose. Smash comes out when I'm in college. Yeah. Wow. This episode of Community happened when I was in high school. Um, but anyway, some other show with Catherine McPhee, uh, a lot of funny episodes, moments with Chang in this episode, but I just, Mm -hmm. everyone's behavior. No, thank you. Yeah. Uh, and, and number six, uh, the aforementioned economics of marine biology. Yep. Uh, I kind of like the physical education, education plot. Mm -hmm. There's at least like, I laugh a few times in that plot line. Uh, the rest of it stank nothing. Yeah. Okay, well, good, everyone. Let's move on, starting... We're going to go five, four, three, like, in order with the way we just went. So I'll start, and I'll give my fifth... My fifth worst episode of all of Community. I've got Origins of Vampire Mythology. I don't care for the Blade episode. Homies hate Blade. I don't... Be a carnival. You're a lying junk. <laughs> yeah, but the carnival <laughs> looks like they spent $25 on it over at the, the set department. That's accurate. I feel like, That's correct. I feel like it... That's double the normal carnival setup price, Zach. I, think. <laughs> I just don't like that episode. A lot of it is because of how they treat Britta in that episode, and it's one of those episodes sure. where Britta's like not in control of herself. Sure. The Chang and Pierce subplot is maybe the slightest subplot in the entire show. Um, it's just not one of my yeah. favorites. That's my number five. That'd be Matt. Okay, uh, my fifth, it's the alternative history of German invasion. They ha- they saved the entire school. <laughs> like four episodes, then, four, epi- yeah, four episodes ago. Yeah, about four episodes ago. And then they have to also paint everything and re- uh-huh. and fix all the chairs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I hate that one. It's not good. <laughs> um, my number five is Basic Sandwich. Uh, Zach spoke on Basic Story earlier. I don't think Basic Sandwich is uh, much better than Basic Story. Not not a great... It was a a chore of two episodes to have to get through. There's just nothing that happens. Not my fave. Not my fave. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and my number five, uh, the the uh, right with Matt, alternative history of the German invasion. Mm-hmm. This episode give us nothing, <laughs> no <laughs> thing, there is a no nothing things, no jokes, episode. nope, no jokes, no, no good fight, accents, no, no memes that we could like nothing. <laughs> there's there's not a twenty dollar bit in the whole episode. No, <laughs> it's Truly. the least essential sequel episode in the entire series. They decided to do easy. a sequel to the German episode. Come on, <laughs> come on. Is that back to me, number four? Number sure four. Is. My number four is an episode that's made me really upset throughout the history of our podcast. It's gonna be competitive wine tasting. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty yeah. much all of the episodes that are about. Pierce has a daughter. Pierce has a racist love interest in this one. Uh, I'm always out. I don't care about the one episode, someone after Pierce's money. And the Troy storyline about... now it's We're looking at it from a 2022, almost 2023 oh, lens. Yeah. But Troy, like, saying he... Or faking that he was sexually assaulted and that nobody says that's a bad thing to make up in the episode. They can do that story, but it's yeah. just something that really 
really makes me angry in a way that not much that this show did does. So that's my number four. There's never been a greater gulf between the quality of a GIF and the quality of a plotline than mm. my emotions, the GIF, sure. and the plotline in Absolutely. Competitive Wine Tasting. Uh, it ends on a good Nana Juice joke. That I like that. Yeah. Uh, but that's it. Can't even that's give it, it that. No. Nope. Um, my, my number four is Economics Marine Biology. It's yeah. quick. Everyone act out of character for 21 minutes. Yep. Uh, my number four... <laughs> Uh, it, it, which the, the only reason why these are are two separate things because I had them as one but I separated them. Basic story is my number four. Wow, I they're like both it. on your they're list. They're both on wow. here. I really did not have a fun time with those two. Um, but I think basic story is even worse. Like Zach was yeah. saying earlier, nothing happens. It's and it's not funny enough to be ironic and enjoyable that nothing happens. Just nothing. It's like we're gonna tell this joke and then they proceed to tell that joke. And that's the episode. And I think it's a waste. Agreed. The funniest bit's Ronald Muhammad. Just the name. That is that's literally just the name. That's I literally it. barely remember that. Yeah. Is that... It's Michael McDonald. Yes. He, comes okay. in, he right. starts testing the stairs. He tells mm-hmm. you that a dog is technically a horse. That is kind of yeah. funny. That part is a little funny. It's yeah. funny. That, that's mm-hmm. it. That is that's it. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Uh, and for me, number four, surprise yes. I haven't heard its name spoken. Um... Conventions of space and time. That was in, I like that, that was in my top five it. of season four. I we like that one. I, that's been a Ins- grower for me. Sorry, uh, insanity. No, the <laughs> the uh, Inspector Space Time never evolved beyond this is just Doctor Who. Yeah, and now we're at a whole true. convention. I hate everything that's been good about Troy and Abed up until that point is that we're not doing the they're gonna have a fight. For okay. an episode mm-hmm. over a girl. Okay. The Jess storyline in that is really bad, too. The Thoraxis oh, the, bit is dumb. It, I do really despise Annie ridiculous. in that one. Suck. Stink happy. Stink happy. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, That's not- a fair... Like, I get why there's so much bad in that one. The only reason I liked that one is because, one, it's one of the only times that Troy and Britta actually seem like a couple. Um, yeah. They like talk to each other about yeah. what's going on. They have on a in scene that together. It's crazy. Britta is like, take care of your friend. Yeah. The bar was real low. <laughs> they have a scene together and nobody gets in a fountain. Yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> the physical bit on the on the landing that she uh-huh. does, which is clearly yeah. somebody else, that's where she's doing the gymnastics to get her clothes mm-hmm. on. Oh, yeah. That bit's fine i like that bit the and mm-hmm. and the the nice little end tag where abid wants to kill pierce for americanizing spectra space time i think yeah, that's pierce funny. getting that on the, funny, the panel and it. fucking the show up is actually kind that's of funny okay. that's, that's like, probably oh, the only pierce thing that i don't hate in the entirety of season four <laughs> yeah uh okay so i'm gonna go i'm gonna stick with the season four hate i'm gonna go my number three is history 101 I that's, think it's I, an, I thought that I was gonna think that might have been your number one, Zach. I know you hate no, that. No, that's one. my number three. It's an episode that more than just about any other episode is like, this is what community does, right? We do a Hunger Games, and the Dean's a girl and wants to fuck Jeff, and Abed doesn't know what's real life. All of the people that were like, should we be worried about season four of Community, I think tuned into History 101, and it was a resounding yes, we should be worried <laughs> about season four of Community. So that's my number three. This is a reasonable response. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was overstuffed 
and that was the that was ultimately the biggest thing. It was just every it, everything was too far, and it just went too far. The uh, one joke three. I like, sorry, the one joke I like in that episode at all, and it's just because Jim Rash makes everything funny, is him going to. Yeah. Ew. No. That's no. the one laugh for me. That's my one. No, the 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 only good part is he swapped out Pierce. That is the, that is the pitch sure. perfect joke. That the rest true. of it's a little off. Yeah. Uh, I do like the I got skills bit because I made a great gif. Um, basic story is my number three. It's half of a two-part. It doesn't do anything. I like the idea of Abed being, you know, running from the camera. I thought that was a funny bit by mm-hmm. itself. But that is literally all that's going on other than the Ronald Muhammad yeah. name and the, the, that bit. The rest of it's just, ugh. Yeah. Um, my number three and Zach may be surprised to not see this higher on the list for me, but The Art of Discourse. Yeah. It's a very infamous episode in our show because I hate it. It just, it's the Schmitty thing, I it's find it completely so fine. painfully <laughs> unfunny that it, like, it makes me sick to my stomach. Sounds like someone's a Schmitty. <laughs> <laughs> the argument that Steve and I just had a thousand times wow. is that just because a character that is written to be annoying is annoying does not make it a bad thing. But it's I, not funny, Zach. I think it is a little funny, and, that's and fine. the <laughs> only reason it's number three is because the Troy and Abed storyline where they're mm. doing party tropes or college tropes good. is fine. It's fine. iPod Nano. There's good stuff in there. There's good stuff in there. Food fight. They have a food fight. Mm-hmm. Um, party uh, where my, my number three... If we're discussing nothing burgers throughout the course of this show, uh, advanced documentary filmmaker. Good choice. And an entire 22 minute episode about Changnesia, yep. where we come to no meaningful resolution. That's a None. bad one. About mm-hmm. Changnesia. Yes. Not a thing. Bad. Jeff sexually assaults Chang's ex-wife in that episode. Yeah. Yep. Also, right isn't that the one where Pierce has his racist puppets? Oh yeah. <laughs> this episode is what gets the only yeah. redeeming quality is it it's gets Chevy Chase fired. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fair enough. That's yeah. it. That's yeah, it. that episode. I think Changnesia is funny when everyone around Kevin is like, well, this guy's full of shit, right? Mm-hmm. But that's one of those episodes where all of these characters that we've been shown are not stupid time and time again are like, huh, maybe this is real. No, dumb, bad. No, that was Good dumb. Call. Bad. Yeah. Uh, my number two, I don't know if this is like a, a, a too low of a placing. My number two is going to be Contemporary Impressionists. I think this episode is really annoying. I don't think people looking and sounding like a celebrity is funny enough to make the whole episode funny. And much like in the uh, Geography of Global Conflict when Annie has her meltdown, I think Jeff's meltdown in that episode is embarrassing and cringy, not in Mm -hmm. a fun, watchable way. And I don't think the impressions are funny. It's just an episode I'd be happy to never watch again. French Stewart is pretty incredible in that episode, though. In my, yes, in my humble is. opinion, sure. Yeah. No, um, my we're on two, right? Yes. Uh, advanced introduction to finality. It was an episode written in a week, and it shows. Yeah. I love Megan Gans, but it's they, not her fault. They know this was a bad. This is it, this is part of the reason heroic origins is worse than it should be. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not that the not that uh, Kevin's argument doesn't hold. I think that's a fair argument. This idea that they don't choose to be together, they're destined to be together. Um, but they're cobbling that episode to, you know, they're taking bits and pieces out to make this episode 
because Heroic Origin is really supposed to be the original finale where they would have the the graduation. Yeah, that that sucks. Uh, <laughs> it does it's, suck. it's just not an enjoyable episode because of it. And the pa- I don't even count that as a paintball episode because oh, it's not yeah, really it's, paintball. Yeah, yeah, just the, the, every other paintball episode is so much better. I will not do that to the 100%. paint. It doesn't even count as a paintball episode. I guess it does count as a paintball episode. But no, don't say that out loud. Yeah. It's <laughs> not. It's not count. It, it's I, it does count. It does if you count. say so it sorry. does, then it somebody's going to. It think was it does. on my list, it and I forgot not. that there. The, it's got to count just so there can be. Uh, this is the worst paintball episode. You and gotta you don't have, have to decide one, between so the rest of them. See how good the good ones are. Yeah. Good call, Matt. Yeah. No. Uh, but okay. <laughs> well, fair enough. Good placement. Um, my number there. two is is one that I think Zach already mentioned, but custody law and Eastern European diplomacy. Number two. The I think that that episode is just pretty unfunny. The parts like I don't like when they make Britta that. You don't think. No. Yeah, where she steals a DVD and tries to lie about it and just, just that whole bit where they're just staring at her. That and and that she would just want to, like, I don't know. Britta has at least some self-respect when it comes to uh-huh. getting with every guy that walks yeah. in the room. You know, and he's not a bad-looking guy. I mean, in the but in he the, may be a war MCU, criminal. He's, and he's, we're doing he's an episode dating, about uh, whether or not he yeah. is? Nah. <laughs> and, I, and as funny as it is... That Chang just grabbed some random black kids and thought they were Shirley's kids. <laughs> you can't do that. You're laughing now. That's my point about that episode. That that stupidity is funny now. Talking about the concept of what is going on there is funnier than watching than the actual. It. And then he calls the cops on Jeff, and then the security guard laughs at him for his uh, nipple covers. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. there's there's. This is my issue with complaining about episodes outside of four, uh, season four. Most of them have a bit that works really well. Oh, and most absolutely. of them, one at least totally. A or the B story worked. Yeah. That's not true with four for the most part. Uh, that's fair. But that that's the that was a reoccurring problem with four. But yeah, I, I I get it. But I don't put that's not it's in the it's not in the middle of the pack it's closer to the bottom but it's not it's not in my force ten. Well, for me, it's kind of like the competitive wine tasting thing. Like, sure, that episode has some jokes that really work, but the couple of things that like are almost outwardly offensive they they tank an episode that even has good jokes to being why am i wasting my time with this it, it also has the sea story where abed uh the competitive wine tasting has uh, abed arguing about who's the boss sure mm-hmm. which is a great bit which is yeah, a great yeah. bit yeah great bit all right kevin uh my number two in the poop spot uh history 101 because of good everything choice. that you guys said yeah it's a stinker <laughs> good Moving call on yeah, <laughs> yeah. Moving on to my number one, I think the worst episode of Community is Advanced Introduction to Finality. Um, it's the graduation episode so bad that the show had to come back and be like, okay, what if we're not a show about people who graduate anymore? Because they messed up what should have been the perfect opportunity for a knockout, especially season four that wears its heart on its sleeve. Just do a sweet everybody hugs, Jeff graduates, and we're sad episode. Yeah. Instead, they. They make me not like some of the most creative things the previous seasons have done. It makes me not like the darkest timeline because of how far they run it into the ground. Uh, It's uh, the worst episode of the show, I think, by far. Yeah, it's it's bad. 
<laughs> but it's not as bad as Grifting 101. Oh, my God. That is the worst <laughs> episode. Wow. Tell us why. They are out of character telling a story they don't seem to even want to tell. The only likable character in the whole thing is Britta. Matt Berry's there, and the only likable character <laughs> is still Britta. <laughs> I still like It's a Grift, the joke. I mean, I like that he's saying that, but the rest of this just doesn't work. And I, I, I don't enjoy it at all. It is, I remember the first time I watched it thinking, I was watching in a hotel, and I think I watched it in a hotel room in Alexandria uh, just because I was on some research trip. And I remember thinking, my God, that was awful. Wow. And if you've ever listened to the commentaries, even Dan's not interested in that episode. It is <laughs> so hilarious. depressing to hear him talk about it. He's like, so people wanted a Sting episode. And that's how he kind of says it. It's just people wanted us boring. Episode. People it were clamoring. So Nobody boring. would shut up about it. Give they us wanted the Sting the, episode. We need <laughs> it. It's the best picture of 1971. I need it. And I, I like that Britta's not stupid in it. I like that that she's ultimately the way they make it work. I, I like that. But that group of people never treat Britta in a way that would make that make sense. Yeah, sure. So ultimately. Cool. Worst of the series. Wow. Didn't wow. enjoy it at all. No, I, it's, it's the one I always skip. Steven, what's your number one? I know, I know. My number one, competitive wine tasting. I think oh, okay. Pierce is gross. I think the Troy thing is too far. The setup, I should love this, the Troy bit, you know? But he just he just takes it, that line, it's a little bit too far. And it was funny then, but it shouldn't have been, and it's not funny now. So that, that kind of ruins that one for me. Um other than the who's the boss thing there's absolutely nothing that would make me want to watch this episode and i would i would sooner pull up the who's the boss scene on youtube and skip this than actually even take the time to fast forward to it so this one's my number one worst of the series for me there you go there you go uh, and my number one dirt worst uh is advanced introduction to finality yep an episode you know they decide to make the whole thing a dream. And that, that sucks. That's bad. <laughs> yeah, but you already bad. have a dreamatorium in the mythology <laughs> of your show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So at least it's a scenario that, like, Jeff and Abed are running. That that makes it 10% better if you change nothing else. Yeah. Like, I just, I it's infuriating. It is infuriating. I hate that episode so much. It's really it's bad. bad. Thank it's God so bad. that was not the last episode of the show. Oh, because it would have hurt so much. It's not a small miracle that it isn't the last episode of the show. Like for a lot right. of reasons where the show was at the moment, it should have been the last episode mm-hmm. of the show, but it wasn't. And I'm so thankful for the uh, legacy restoring quality that season five and six do have with their problems. Yeah, absolutely. And let's move on to our favorite episodes of the show. It's been a bummer 30 minutes. We've been really getting through the weeds. I'm excited to talk about something fun. Um, I thought top 10 episodes was not enough, and even 15 feels like not enough, because I think we're going to have a lot of the same episodes floating around, and I thought 15 allows for maybe a couple of different ones to poke in that maybe not everybody will have. So we're going to do the same. We're going to go 15 through 11 kind of fast to get this started. Now I'll get it kicked off with my top 15 episodes of Community. Number 15, I've got Basic Intergluteal Numismatics. 
I think it's really good. It's a pitch-perfect parody of what it's trying to parody. Not as funny to me as some of the better homage episodes, but Mm -hmm. it's great. It it made its place on my list, number 15. Uh, My number 14 is actually going to be Emotional Consequences of Broadcast Television. A phenomenal episode, great finale, but I don't think it is as good as the best episodes of the show Uh, Although it's lifted a lot by being such a good conclusion to the show as a whole. Really like it. Number 13 uh, might be a little low for some people. I put Mixology Certification, a really important episode of the show. There's just a few more that I thought were more that ended up being number 13. Uh, Number 12, one of my personal favorites, App Development and Condiments. I think it's the most successfully weird show episode of the entire show. I really, really love that one. And number 11 also might be low for some people. I've got Conspiracy Theories and Interior Design, where some of these homage episodes land on my list, probably have more to do with how invested I am in what they're paying tribute to to Mm -hmm. begin with. So that's why it's my number 11. Okay. Um, My uh, 15 through 11, uh, Emotional Consequences of Broadcast Television is the best finale I've ever seen. Wow. Wow. just can still is and there's some really good ones out there but i think it's there um basic intergluteal pneumonistics what just pitch perfect uh not the not ultimately the best in my homage episode but just so good because mm-hmm. uh, people are constantly still talking about it i mean yeah. that's my favorite part i get asked about the ask crack it's one of the biggest questions month. of the whole show <laughs> yeah yeah so it keeps coming around uh uh 13 Documentary filming Redux. Good choice. Another great one. homage that's just so funny. And you actually have Luis Guzman show up. So, so that, that's, that's a layer of joy. <laughs> Luis Guzman. <laughs> um, my number 12 is uh, Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas. Good choice. Season two has just banger after banger after banger. And they throw this thing in the middle of it. It's Yeah. Uh, I watch it every Christmas, and I watch it most months. You know. uh, <laughs> and at 11, I have Critical Film Studies. Good choice. Um, Good one. Love of characters that's not romantic love, but a, a love of friendship being shown this well. Yes. While doing... <laughs> uh, my Dinner with Andre, while also doing a reference to... Um, I can't even remember the other movie. Uh, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. It's just beautiful. I I love that episode. It's really lot. good. Uh, I hated it. it was not my. T- I couldn't figure out a way to get it in my top ten without it's bringing tough. something else down. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's a great episode. That's my eleven. One of my favorite things. All of my favorite heartfelt moments from this show are the displays of platonic affection and friendship. This show really nails that in a way that a lot of shows would make people kiss at the end of mm-hmm. scenes and and this show is way smarter than that so i'm glad that you said that yeah um, i had a tough time with this uh, yeah. even as far as about 30 seconds ago adjusting what my number 15 was <laughs> um but my number 15 is to be basic lupine urology okay i think that it is a perfect like if you asked an AI to watch a thousand hours of Law and Order and a thousand <laughs> hours of Community and combine them into one thing, it would be this episode. And I think for someone who, like me, grew up even in the in the womb, reacting to the boom boom noise, my mom was watching Law and Order. Like I, it's been a part of my life for a long time, so that was cool for me to watch. Also, a very infamous episode of our podcast, so that's fun too. Shout out to Rob Schraub. 
Um, and then my number 14, Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas. I think it's, it has a lot of heart um, and goes... The first time you see it, you don't necessarily expect where the heart's going to come from um, in this one, and I like that. I think that it's so creative for a show like this to do an entire episode this way and it work. <laughs> Excuse me. It's really impressive. Um, my number 13, Beginner Pottery, of the regular school mm-hmm. episodes, I think it's just so funny. I love Rich, um, and I think that this episode is just so funny. And Jeff's hatred for him, especially a season one Jeff that's not super likable, um, you find yourself really rooting against him here, <laughs> even if you're rooting for him, and it's, it's just really funny to me. Uh, number 12, one of my personal favorite episodes of the show that I don't know that anyone else is going to have this high, but I think interpretive dance is so funny. Nope, and... you're the one. Yeah, yeah. that's it. <laughs> it's a fine episode. It's fine. It's fine. It's nice. It's my... I never skip it's it. Nice. Yeah. It's quite no, no. nice. Yeah. I never I, skip I... it. Yeah, I like this one. It scratches my Troy and Ita, Str- Troy and Britta itch. It scratches my dancing itch. It, it scratches makes me a happy that camper. Steven's a dancer and he wants to kiss <laughs> Gillian Jacobs. Is what it scratches. Who don't? Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then my a, number eleven in the same, uh, you know, title vein. Herstory of Dance. I think wow. it's a great episode, and I think that it's one of my wow. favorite Britta episodes. Britta's one like of my favorite too. characters. It's the, one of the only wow. times that Pierce isn't a complete ass for an entire episode um and it makes me really happy to to go watch it so number 11 for me is herstory of dance i'm kind of happy some i i couldn't do it i mm-hmm. really really no tried i really <laughs> tried i really want because i love herstory of dance and i love basic human anatomy and they yeah, were on the my long list. oh basic yeah. human anatomy it was so hard for me not they to were quit. on my long list but there's just no way to fit it in it's not yeah. Like, yeah, but I'm kind of glad about, you did. Thought about sneaking a four in there, but that it's like it's, it's, it's Christmas, and at Christmas you tell the truth. And, <laughs> and, and if I'm telling the truth, those are not in my top ten. I just it's not. There's not. Um, great. So I'll go uh, uh, number fifteen. I did want one from the era where Community was still trying to be a regular show for regular mm-hmm. people. Uh, my emblem of that is physical education. That's great. Uh, I think, as far as season one goes, is the show operating at like the peak of its its powers um, with the boat plot line and the pool. Mm-hmm. It's all... Yeah. Or no, that's Abed dating. Um, yeah. That's great. Even better. Um, <laughs> uh, number 14, regional holiday music. What great can I choice. say? love a Christmas mu- uh, movie. I love a musical. So that's, it's just everything that uh, I could want. Uh, number 13, always been a personal favorite, uh, Comparative Religion, the season one nice. Christmas mm. episode with Mike the Bully. Uh, again, season one operating at the peak of its powers. Yep. That episode is so goddamn funny. Strong um, agree. Uh, number 12, intergluteal numismatics, uh, mm. aforementioned, all the same reasons that y'all said. Just a, just a powerhouse Season 5 genre parody episode. And uh, number 11, might be a little low for most people, but I wanted to get it in there. It's Modern Warfare. Yeah, um, nice. A, a, I, I understand almost certainly one person on this call has it in the number one slot. It, uh, I know. <laughs> I, I, I know what you're okay. saying, but no. There are yeah. other ones that I prefer, but it's got to yeah. be, be in there. It's, it's yes. just simply It just simply must be. Okay, well, then we're going to keep it going. We're going to go one episode at a time. I'll start with my number 10. Uh, my number 10 is documentary filmmaking Redux. I think Great this choice. episode is so funny. The Dean is my favorite character in the show, so it's just tailor-made for me. And I think it's it lets Joel be funnier in a way than he ever gets to be on that show where he gets to be 
the weird one in a way that just yeah. really works for me. Him, and then not to mention Chang in that episode, then being the de- Jeff as the Dean as, <laughs> I don't know, I, that episode's so funny. Troy and Britta are so funny in that episode. I think it's the best of the documentary episodes of the show, personally. That's my number 10. It's, nice. it's good ridiculously choice. good. Uh, so my funny. number 10 is Cooperative Calligraphy, which good is Megan Gant's first episode. Nice. It is a perfect bottle episode. Their, their rhyming jokes that they do mm-hmm. are perfect. It, they've got that stupid little joke about uh, the birth, the, the birth, uh, the the pregnancy test being um, <laughs> race based. You know, girl. Yeah. I mean, there's <laughs> it's, it's just it's and there's a there's a puppy parade joke that keeps going on. Mm-hmm, it yeah. is so well done. Um, it's it's easily a top ten episode. Good choice. It's a great one. Uh, my number ten is gonna be pillows and blankets. It's one of my favorites. Amazing. I think that there are few images fewer. There are oh, sorry. There are a few images in my head that make me laugh harder than. Pierce in the Michelin Man pillow suit fighting all the kids. I think that is so funny. The end of the episode makes me cry every time. Um, I love Troy and Abed when they make up and when their friendship wins the day. And that's one of the shining examples of it. Also, the stylistic theme of the episode is also pretty great. So, I uh, pillows and blankets for me. Got to be in my top ten. Good choice. Amazing. Uh, my number ten, uh, uh, wedding videography. Love it. Uh, if, we if love that for, one. If for nothing else, uh, Elroy's <laughs> bit about encouraging white people, I can put that on any time and I will laugh mm-hmm. again. It's, it is perfect. And also and the rest of the episode is good. Yes, the rest of the episode is frequently close to as funny as that moment is. Yeah, it's kind of remembered for that big moment. That's one of the easiest to get through season six episodes and just laugh the whole time. That's mm-hmm. a good 100%. one. It didn't make it on mine, but I'm glad you mentioned it. Um, I'll keep it going with my number nine. Kevin mentioned it already. Might be a little high. I've got Comparative Religion. It's my favorite yes. Christmas episode of the show. Uh, I think the way that it is... The way that it has a conversation about religion and being friends with people of a different religion really stands out to me for being one of the first 13 episodes of a sitcom in 2009. It really speaks to me a lot. I think it speaks really well. Uh, It lets surely the Christian with traditional values be the one that has to come to terms with maybe her perspective on the holidays is wrong. The fight stuff is so funny. We've Mm -hmm. got Anthony Michael Hall being hilarious. It's just a great, great episode. It's my number nine. That. That's a good one. I have basic lupine neurology. I think I've got a lot of homage episodes on mine. Sure. This one is so good. Uh It is. They they get the cadence of the word. If you've watched Law and Order for like most people, you've watched like six seasons minimum and there's tons (laughs) of them. But the cadence and the the structure of the episode is like the structure is Rob Schraub's first uh, directing and he just just blows it out of the water and of course uh, Megan wrote it and it was great. I just great. think it's pitch perfect. Mm-hmm. Couldn't agree more. Uh, my number nine is emotional consequences of broadcast television. One of my favorite things about doing this podcast was that I got to watch the finale for the first time when like getting ready to talk about it wow. um, and getting to experience it. Nice. Um, you know, I I do feel lucky though that watching it was 
either right before or right after the community movie was announced to be like for real. I think happening. right after. Yeah. Um, so that also made it really cool to know that there's more coming at the end. I think there's a couple of moments in that episode that absolutely just shred my heart into mm-hmm. a million pieces. And the fact that a TV show about a fake community college can do that <laughs> to me that far in in an episode that aired on Yahoo's streaming services is so special and I think that um, you know if this were a sentimental purely sentimental wait list this would be way high up on it yeah. but I think 9 is is a, is a solid spot for such a creative and forward thinking episode now imagine crying well watching this episode after watching three Honda commercials in a row. Commercials again and again. It, it and happened. kind of like replaying the, the first last two minute, seconds. Yeah, of like of what the, you just yeah. saw. Yeah. Honda has a two note thing in their ads. It's like dun dun. At oh that, my god! Yeah. yeah, I associate it perfectly with season six because every time <laughs> I think of it, I'm like, oh, it's advanced safety features. That's exactly where <laughs> oh. I go every time. That's great. And what a great episode that is. Yeah, that sadly. I like that one. I wish that could be on anyone's list, but we all know it's not going to be. A great episode. would have been on my 25. Sure. Easy. Um, but uh, my number nine, uh, also emotional consequences of broadcast television. Uh, it's in the series finale Hall of Fame, as mm-hmm. far as I'm mm-hmm. concerned. Uh, Cheers, Lost, I don't know, uh, what are the other great like series finales. Seinfeld. But, uh, yeah, of course. No. Everyone loved the Seinfeld no. finale. <laughs> Nobody uh, liked the Seinfeld finale. Mash, I guess. You know, yeah. like, Mash, let's, let's, Mash. She got off the plane, friend. How I Met Your Mother, one of the Ooh, classics. No. Well, no. Everyone loved that one. There was yeah. nothing controversial about that no one. Problems. The good no place, problem. The Good Place the finale. Good place, place finale. Good, good Place finale is pretty good. It's pretty, yeah. it's pretty good. Uh, By the way. <laughs> anyway, we could do this all day. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyone interested in The Good Place? Yeah. Starting soon. Next year, Into the Time Knife. Come check it out where you okay, find your so. podcasts. Matt's going to disown us the second we start doing it, but <laughs> right. you know what? It was fun while it lasted. Different show. I but Matt, you like The Ke- Good Place. I like it fun, but I think I listened to Kevin some, uh, his his podcast after he finished with Community, and I got to tell Not you, I've gotten me. so burned out. <laughs> I don't listen to, I listen to two podcasts a week now, period. Wow. I, just, I, I do check to figure out what you've said about me. <laughs> Each and every week, and I'm glad that's gone or going away. We're just it's gonna live. Podcast that's it is gonna that. live in our hearts until the day we die. I, I <laughs> yeah. played. I played my. Me and my kid. Were, I'm sorry for the segue. You that's can okay. cut it if you want. Uh, no, you I, talk I about played, our brother. It's okay. I played. Name uh, him. Do you know his name, Steve? Tyler. No. Austin. No, something Mark strong have like first Maverick. letter right. Anyway, I played Maverick. my kid those intros in a, it, just like in a just what just played that first little bit where you talked about as if I was somehow related to you, and he laughed his head off. And of course, one of them I accidentally played when I forgot how rough y'all were describing it. <laughs> And and he'd laugh harder at that one, so I stopped sharing them. But that uh, that was yeah. easily the the my most enjoyable part of that was letting my actual child listen to it. Daddy can mean my a lot of things. My one actual sure child, do not cut that part. <laughs> <laughs> okay, where does that leave us? Am I on number eight? Number eight. My Great. number eight is going to be basic rocket science. One Great. of my personal favorite homage episodes. 
Uh, there's a lot to there's more layers than meets the eye to that episode. Troy has an excellent journey in that episode. It's a pretty good Pierce episode for some reason. It's a great Dean and Abed episode outside of the bus. Just the design of the bus. I think it's some of the community set design team's best work. It's a really really strong episode. That's my number eight. Good choice. Those aren't thumbs. Um, <laughs> It's a great one. Uh, my number eight is Fistful of Paintballs. Okay. Yes. Uh, because, I know it's a two-parter, the second one's not on my list, uh, but the first one is because that, that style of Spaghetti Western, they stuck that landing. Uh, the Annie's character and the whole arc of it is perfect. The, the The cards that they show, I, we're still explaining that stuff to people. Mm-hmm. It mm. is so, so good and well done. And, of course, you got... Uh, uh, Josh uh, Holloway, is that how you pronounce yeah. his last name? You got Josh Holloway playing the the Black Rider, and the whole joke about the Black Rider's name being the Black Rider. There's every layer of it's perfect. Uh, it's it's a great episode. Yeah, I love that episode. It was in my number fifteen spot for most of today. <laughs> um, what etched it out? What, what ended up being number fifteen? Okay, fair enough. But but that's my favorite paintball episode. I think it's so good. It the stylistically is so impressive. No modern um, warfare on your list. No, sir. Uh, my number eight, wedding videography. I <laughs> oh, wager nice. to say possibly the funniest episode of the show in terms so of pure fun. laughs per minute. I just watching it for the first time, I just immediately started it over because I thought it was so funny. I watched <laughs> it twice as much as I normally would watch an episode for our podcast. It just made me laugh so much. I've watched it again since. I think that it's just so – the whole concept is is perfect and the reveal of them being cousins is so funny uh it's just so good chang has (laughs) heroic comedy towards the end of it that is i did this so good i could do it but i todd's whole what am i god God. i might be god like that's it's just so funny and it's like they're just throwing every great joke they had left at the wall and i think it's great yeah well said such a good episode Mm mm-hmm so good. Uh, my number eight, uh, cooperative polygraphy. Nice. Uh, I love me some Walton Goggins. Yes. Uh, I, Baby I, Billy. I, what'd you say? Baby Billy. Oh, Have Baby watched, Billy himself. Yeah. Great. Uh, Righteous Gemstones. And uh, yeah, I love Walton Goggins. Uh, I love any episode where we can just get the whole cast around the table and really let them bounce off each other. And the sperm cylinder bit mm-hmm. <laughs> is a perfectly constructed piece of comedy the mm-hmm. way it builds from person to person the payoff the hand coming in from off screen filmmakers out there things coming in from off screen is so funny, funny. it's funny Do that more um it's yeah anyway uh incredible uh, uh piece of work i love it yeah, watch Pedro Pascal try to say the same thing live and so know how good. funny it is Cannot to go through it. it cannot be done can't be done Number seven, I think some of you will have this one a little bit higher. I'll be the first to mention epidemiology. Um, I think that makes it my favorite holiday episode of the show. It's just really funny. There's an argument to be made about at the point of the series it lies, maybe it goes a little too far out of the realm of possibility uh, in everyone getting sick and biting each other and stuff. But... You've got ABBA. You've got Dean Pelton's grocery list over the intercom. Um, I don't know. I think that episode is so funny, so inventive, and it finds a way to use the ABBA soundtrack to to 
score some genuinely frightening scenes in a couple points of it, which is just something to remember forever. I love that episode. That's my number seven. I'm so glad they didn't get the Ghostbuster theme on repeat. Which was yeah. the original yeah. plan. Oh. It's so much better to so have much better. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my number seven is Mixology Certification. Mm-hmm. Great choice. <clears throat> the, the most grounded episode of Community that, that ever happens. Sure. Uh, I, I wish it was five minutes longer where they could have Shirley talking more about her mm-hmm. experience. I, I really wanted that in there. Yeah. Uh, I know that doesn't finish well for a character, but that ending in the hallway... Uh, and and what they say in the car and stuff, but particularly the ending in the hallway, I think is just one of the nicest things that the show does, which is, again, people loving each other without having to have it to be mm-hmm. a more love. And yeah. that and and here you have it with, with with somebody who actually had feelings for another yeah. character and that person just skipping right over. It. It's not important. They're more important. Mm-hmm. I, I love that about the show. And I thought this was a great episode. So good. One of my favorites. Uh, my number seven is Paradigms of Human Memory. Yep. I think this is a really funny one. It has just some really good bits. It's super creative. I don't know another TV show that does this kind of episode and makes me laugh the same way. I'm sure there's an example. Others have tried. Enough, they don't pull it off the same way. Yeah, the same. like yeah. this is just the way to do it. And I love how many, how it just fills out the the universe outside of what we see so well. And I, I love when shows can do that to let you know, like, hey, like this is like a living, breathing like world, and there's things that happen. It's just, so funny, so creative. Uh, it's a good go-to if you just want to watch a random episode of Community and laugh. That's a good one. If you had the third, uh, the original, the admin of Communities, like you currently have two of them, but if you had the third one on here, that's his number one. I am frequently finding that that is the episode that just rises. It is a perfect episode mm-hmm. of the show and i'll talk about it later it's so good absolutely uh oh that would be me uh my my number seven uh and you know cancel me if you must advanced dungeons and dragons <laughs> um <laughs> i You're just every, are you kidding me kevin i know i'm sorry i'll go i'll go i'll see my <laughs> tv's woke kevin Lanigan. time to go make that right wing talking circuit money. Ooh, yes Finally. Oh, please, please tweet me this month about oh, it. Oh, yes, so exactly. So I can talk about it again. Amazing. <laughs> yes, exactly. But Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, I mean, uh, the the Neil plotline is incredible. I think mm-hmm. the sound design of this yeah. episode, fully creating that fantasy world yes. uh, in your ears because we do not leave a table for the entirety of it. Uh, and other shows have tried the same sort of thing whether it is literally Dungeons and Dragons or, you know, everybody else playing some other game, nobody else has come even close. Even Mm-mm. Community yeah, <laughs> would not yeah. come as close <laughs> yeah. when trying again. It's just, it, it it's, it's operating on another level. Well said. That takes us to number six. My number six is Cooperative Polygraphy. It's my favorite episode of the last three seasons. And that episode for me does a lot of the emotional heavy lifting for Troy's departure. It does a lot of the heavy lifting surprisingly well of Pierce's departure in a way that they didn't really owe us. Well, I'm glad that they decided to, but they could have just 
thrown Pierce yeah. off the face of the earth, and we would have been fine with that. Instead, they honor him, and they tribute this character that made us all laugh in a way that's really true to that character. And every single person in the the main cast has wonderful moments. Finally, we get emotional reveals five seasons in that do track, that do have weight between the, the people on screen. I think it's just a hilarious, emotional, perfectly written episode of the show. Number six. So good. Yeah. It's not on my list, but it's an excellent episode. Sure. Um, um, my number six is Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Nice. I, everything Kevin said, I completely agree with. You don't get shows that talk about suicide without being corny or stupid. Mm-hmm. And they do that very well. I, I really wish they would find a way to solve the problem of the episode. Um, I know that from what I've heard, Dan is trying to make sure it's on Peacock. So I hope it has a warning and I hope it's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, partially just so I can stop being tweeted mm-hmm. about it. But uh, it, They'll still ask. Don't worry. They'll ask you every day. Why is it not on Netflix? Because you're too cheap for two streaming platforms. That's the real problem. <laughs> Peacock's way cheaper. Like if Peacock's, you're gonna Peacock's a bargain. So you're going to have commercials, yeah. but it's a bargain compared mm-hmm. to what Netflix is charging. No, it's 100%. just so well done and has and has heart in a way that you don't see coming. And Charlie Coots has a great episode yeah. out of the damn blue. Yeah, star. I, I absolutely so love that. Really good. Great. Um, I'm on the same page as Mr. Zachary over there. Cooperative Polygraphy is my number that six. High. Nice. I Amazing. I love it. I think it's so good. Um, and it's always going to get a few bonus points because of what that table read made me feel inside when they did it and totally. seeing Donald with the group. Because that was the first time that I truly believed the community movie would happen in a long time. Little did we know... Dan was already working on it. <laughs> already. Before it was already a thing even before that. But you're Which right. Is so cool. Yeah. Uh, Pedro Pascal uh, or Goggins, either way you slice it, you're going to get some great, great, great content. And I love that there's two ways to enjoy that episode um, that are equally as, as fun. Obviously, nothing's going to touch the actual episode itself because it's, it's just so good and so creative and, and the reactions are great. But the the way that you have this episode that should be kind of heavy but is really funny but then the ending when Troy says he's leaving the weight of just the silence after the cool 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 is is it's so hard to do that in a show today because you have so many people you're trying to make happy so many things you're trying to do intentionally in a show and that episode managed to do all those things check all the boxes but still have a real moment that genuinely like you feel that and it's so so cool love it love it uh amazing uh my number six and uh, this one could have easily gone even higher uh, remedial chaos theory. Okay, uh, wow. six. I know, but I. It's just it's personal taste above that. Mm-hmm. Yes. but like as a piece of television writing, I can't wait to see what you've got because you've knocked some of the heavy hitters out. Yeah, already. I know. I yeah. guess I got some, I got some weirdos up here. I know at least one of them. <laughs> I'm ex- I'm excited to see what you've got. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, but yeah, as a piece of TV writing, production, editing, performance, this is an all star classic it is just only like i like a few episodes more than it is at number six all right my number five 
Top well, actually, five. Moving up on my list for the top five, I've uh, bumped up Modern Warfare to the top five spot. Amazing. Um, I mean, contemporary American poultry had already done it, but then this episode blast past even that of this show is barely a show. It's clay. You can mold it into anything. It can be an action, a genuine action movie for a whole episode, mm-hmm. and it is one of the most. It's not an outlier. It it's exactly indicative of what type of show this is. What makes it so special? The way it's directed is incredible. The way it's acted by everyone, the action is really great. I've grown to love that episode more and more. It doesn't have as many of the ha-has for for me as some of the other episodes, but just on the passion that shows in that episode alone, uh, it gets it pretty high up there for me. Chang's Scarface moment is pretty funny. Yeah, that's (laughs) true. Yeah, no, it'll come up. Um, My number (laughs) five is Epidemiology. It is, like you've already said, it, it is just one of the most unique pieces of television they have <laughs> zombies that are canon in the show <laughs> without really ruining the show really with an ABBA soundtrack and add pre uh, and add uh, what was the eat pray love soundtrack to the workout mix <laughs> it's got every they, they give you a beat of horror and then is someone throwing it a cat being thrown across the screen <laughs> It's it's got everything and it's so well balanced. It's so well done. And in what's ridiculous is this would be the best episode of a thousand TV shows. Yeah, yeah. And it's 100%. my five. Yeah, I, that, that's that's what's ridiculous about it. And I think this is true for a lot of the episodes we're talking about. For number they would be the best thing other yeah, shows absolutely. ever did. Yeah. And I struggled to get it any further higher than this at yeah. five. Yeah. yeah. Good Crazy. choice. Great episode. Um, my number five is kind of jumping off of my six, but geothermal escapism. Mm, I great. love this episode. It means a lot because if you've ever had someone move away or been the friend that moved away, I think it does a really good job of capturing how there's so much that you want to say and that you're scared to say and that sometimes you do, sometimes you don't, but that you're still friends regardless of, you know, how far away you are and and you're going to be okay. And the support that Abed shows Troy and how incredible an episode for Britta this is, Mm -hmm. you know, they let her not suck and they let her do what she tries to do and actually help bring them together. And I think it's, it's so creative. The, the floor is lava. I mean, Shirley's like floating (laughs) Island is incredible. And Hickey is great this episode. (laughs) And there's just so many things that, make you laugh and make you smile but there's also things that locker make you cry. boys <laughs> Lo- locker <laughs> boys your M&Ms. Your M&Ms. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's it's so good it's one of my favorite episodes and i probably could even put it higher on this wow. list but but i think geothermal Number escapism five. for me just makes me it makes my heart feel all the things that this show can make me feel and the fact that three major boxes of like emotional wealth are 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 checked with this episode i think gives it so many points for me great uh and uh my number five uh paradigms of human memory yeah is uh pound for pound beat for beat maybe the funniest episode of the entire show Mm -hmm. and that you can detect like 
seven discrete community episodes that they never made with like yeah. arcs you can chart across this episode. Yeah. The winger speech thing at the end is incredible. <laughs> um, this 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 episode just kills. It sets up the Glee Club thing. It's just it's <laughs> everything you could possibly yeah. could possibly want. Well so said. Good. I'm going to move up to my number four. <laughs> I've got, for number four, Cooperative Calligraphy. Nice. Um, it's a one-act play, and it's a great one-act play. Um, I think it's one of those episodes in season two that really deepens what we know about these characters when there's still a lot to learn about them. It's a phenomenal Abed episode. It's a phenomenal Troy episode. So many characters, every character gets a great moment. It's just, uh, uh, it's literally community flexing that they can pull off anything. They can make an episode about nothing and have it be one of the most mm-hmm. creative, inventive episodes of sitcom television in a long time. That's my number four, Cooperative Calligraphy. So Amazing. good. Um, my number four, and it was hard. The, the, these these are all it's just tough. elite episodes, and I I hated putting it down this far, but it's Modern Warfare. Um, number four, wow! And most because I've been rewatching, because uh, I don't get to not take time off. I have to rewatch it on a regular basis, so I can kind of pop those lines. Like mm-hmm. Kevin, Kevin no was my favorite person for just being able to say a line. If you yeah. mention the one, he knows the next one. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure with a year off, you probably have just dropped a little, uh, but not by much. <laughs> Uh, but Modern Warfare is the reason I started watching the show. It's when when they when when the you know the the massive TV media started talking about Modern Warfare, they were losing their minds yeah. talking about Modern Warfare. Like this is not possible. How do they pull it off? <laughs> it's yeah. twenty one minutes and it's an action movie and it has ten different movie references, and they're just <laughs> nuts over it. And then I went and watched them like. This yep. is so good. <laughs> yeah. I get caught up and I, I'm I'm in for the rest of the way. It changes the conversation about community as a show. Mm-hmm. They're already renewed for two, but it makes all the other paintball possible. It makes all of their bigger swings yeah. possible. So for me, this is there is nothing like this episode because of what it ultimately means for the show and, and what what it means for uh, how it influences people around it, the Russos and everybody else. Mm-hmm. Well said. And, oh, and I, I did want to add, it is when they figure out the formula of the show, it's just, uh, and it's, I won't use their language, but it's, uh, uh, what's the moment where uh, Jeff and Britta screw? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that emotional beat had to be in episodes, and this is where they figured it out. Mm-hmm. 100%. And let it let the record show that uh, the first season of Community is 25 episodes and, and it's not solid. until like episode 23 did they like really find what <laughs> the show was out. gonna be <laughs> so yeah. these like eight episode netflix seasons are just you're not There's gonna not get community yeah. with eight episodes you're not especially gonna get for a sitcom that's like look at a recent show like reboot which is a really interesting idea has a really yeah. great cast has some really important people behind it um, eight episodes is not enough for a sitcom. It's not no. enough. A sitcom thrives on we have reached an you easy have to equilibrium. Yeah, understanding. Yes, you have to learn everybody's little quirks. That's what makes I'm it a, funny. I'm a, they're making great episodes by episode three. I don't want you know. Um, introduction of film is a great episode. It's not mm-hmm. in my sure. top fifteen. Sure. It's it's a really good episode. And seven is Season football feminism and you. I love football feminism. There are there are great, great episode. episodes earlier. But they knowing themselves doesn't happen until the uh, three episodes from the end of a 25-episode yeah. season. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's That's only because wild. they threw on three more right at the end. Yeah. 
Like yeah. Yeah. NBC was like, make three more. And they're like, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh. Fill the spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kevin, did you do your number five? Yeah. Well, I'm on uh, my number four next. Number yeah, I did, I did yeah. my five. You did your number Paradise. five, so it's my turn. No, it's no. not, Zach. No. Matt just went. If you, I'm so lost. I got caught up in the moment. Anyone. We're talking about modern warfare. Matt's number four. Yes. yes. Yeah. So okay, now Steven, it's your turn. Time okay. to talk about his number four. Did Kevin do his number five? Jesus Christ. Uh, (laughs) My number four is, and Matt said this earlier, the most grounded episode of the show, but mixology certification for me is Mm -hmm. what I want from every character. It gives me them not at Greendale and not about Greendale. the worst part of the episode is probably Pierce trying to get in the bar, and I think it's so funny. So, you know, if that's your, your like, even the Abed storyline is funny to me. Annie wanting to be an adult and seen as mature, Great Jeff Annie, and so. Britta being fucking messes, and Troy being the one who steps up and is mature and takes care of everyone on his birthday. On his goddamn on his birthday. birthday is so cool, and it just shows that. You know, Troy was growing. I love seeing a character grow, and in sitcoms, it's really easy to not let the characters grow at all. And this shows that all the characters are, are moving in some direction. And that's that's special. And this episode just makes me so happy. I, I, I do agree wholeheartedly with Matt that the only thing that would put this higher for me is more Shirley to really round out all the characters' beats. But what we do yeah. get is still good, and I think that it's it's one of my favorite episodes of of this show period and it's it's one of my favorite episodes of tv to to go back to absolutely uh my number four it it seems unique to my list so this is exciting uh intermediate documentary filmmaking yeah the one at the hospital that's high Um, yeah that's as as a work of tv writing it is uh, in an elite class Mm. truly i mean the Every character has a plot line. Mm-hmm. They perfectly use the documentary format. Like, that's a, not a story they could have done without yeah. the, the mockumentary format. Um, it's uh, an excellent Pierce episode. You have so many great setups. We introduced the LeVar Burton thing. Uh, they talk about uh, Jeff's dumb gay dad. Like, it's just it's all, <laughs> it's all there. It's a good one. And uh, is also incredibly, incredibly funny. Uh, mm-hmm. I just, I've always loved this one, and it's only grown in my esteem in the last 12 or so years. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm glad you got that one out. It didn't make it on mine, but that is, it, I mm-hmm. think I almost count that one out because of how much I love the second one. Yeah. And course. that's not really fair to how good the first one is. Uh, my number three is going to be Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. What more is there to say about it? It's flawless, and it could have gotten a. It could have been very successful while doing a lot less than what it manages yeah. to do. It's hilarious. It's a great culmination in in Pierce's villain plot for for the season. Neil's storyline is so great. It's so relatable. Uh, the way that uh, a, a show, a sitcom, sitcom characters are so built on the stereotypes that they that they uh, put out there and for an episode of a sitcom to be like, no, what you say about someone, what you call someone matters, mm-hmm. and likewise you can counteract that. It's just such a special episode of television. It's so funny. Love what Kevin said about the sound design. That's really what sells the episode is how 
great the the sound is. It takes you there without ever leaving the table. That's my number three. It's a certified classic Hall of Fame mm-hmm. television episode. But before I mention my third, Stephen, are you on the third quart bottle of Pedialyte? Because are you okay? <laughs> I uh, he needs so electrolytes. I, I move and dance a lot for my job, so I've seen three different quart bottles. No, there's a red <laughs> one that popped up. Uh, that's, this is just water. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah. I just keep seeing different bottles <laughs> pop it up. I'm like, my God, he's going to die. He's a hydrated. Our pre-podcast <laughs> ritual has Steven sweating, so we <laughs> replenish all of the liquids to get through wow. an hour of discussion. Uh, my my number three is conspiracy <laughs> theories and interior design. Yeah. Good this, choice. My my love for this grew after the ten year anniversary where they talk about writing this basically from just one scene where he's going, I don't know and being really happy about not knowing and then talking about how they got to the ending was like, you know, could this be about gun safety? Is it, well it can't be now. It wasn't about <laughs> anything before. That that whole story adds to it for me that it's just it's just really good and it's nice yeah i don't there's no there's no pierce in it there's really no shirley in it they're just there at the beginning and then they're in shirts they never explain at the end but it's just so well done the rest of the story i'm okay with that you can have Mm -hmm. characters not be involved and and it'd be okay and i thought it was a great episode they still got the check that yeah you know they still got got paid they truly did uh my number three is my favorite holiday episode of the show um and one that creates such a vibrantly clear memory and feeling within me but epidemiology when abba's playing over the top everyone's zombies the like lights are flashing jeff's on his blackberry it's just so funny the whole joke that it was because they bought like expired taco meat from the (laughs) army surplus store that's so freaking funny yeah, and, and they if you've bring ever that been... joke back for the show you put on your bottom ten. <laughs> it's it's true, it's true, <laughs> it's true. But <laughs> it it just makes me so laugh. It's so creative to to mix Abba and Alien and zombies, and I think it's it's just it's pretty perfect. And I would watch that ten times in a row if if I if you asked me to. Do it. You got you know, someone you is asking. <laughs> We're asking right now. <laughs> we'll never know. Uh, my number three, uh, fistful of paintballs. We brought it up wow. before, but just an elite genre pastiche that and it has so many things that like seem just like cute stylistic touches, but ultimately become like really important emotional beats. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's the playing card thing, but there's so many subtle little touches with the wardrobe. And, you know, uh, people losing pieces of clothing mm-hmm. at particular points. And, and it's a dynamite, like, payoff to the Pierce plotline that we've been doing for most of the season. Yeah. Um, just an absolute just an absolute A plus for me. It's only grown in my, my esteem. Mm-hmm. Well said. My number two, we're to the top of the top. My number two is going to be Paradigms of Human Memory. Nice. Um, I think... I think there's. it could be my number one six months from now. I think if 
you told me, or if someone asked me, like, what do you like about Community? What makes it so special to you specifically? I'll hand you this episode. It's hilarious. It has so many inside jokes for people that love television that have grown mm-hmm. up being annoyed by the concept of the clip show when you're trying to watch a season of television. The idea that not only are they going to make a fake clip show, so clip shows are made to save money, so they're going to make it way harder by actually spending <laughs> a lot more money on all these different setups. And now all of these little clips have to have actually had happened, so we get them referenced in the rest of the show. It's just everything i love about this show nothing is just a joke everything is on a deeper level Mm -hmm. while being so flawlessly funny uh, allowing the whole cast uh, the original whole cast to just really shine in that episode that's my number two so good no excellent excellent episode um the one this hasn't come up at all and i'm probably the only one that's got it um my number two is virtual system analysis great episode. that's a great great choice i almost in my lower in the 15 almost so you were going to unrank it um no (laughs) (laughs) no virtual system analysis i remember when i I watched it live and i watched it live alone uh and i I, my wife was because my wife works in his diligent and does things and i went to her and i said this tv show can do anything they want to do this is the most amazing thing i've ever seen i still think it's one of their just one of their more inventive episodes is taking this idea and then having them play each other and having and having you know having uh joel voice his own character but as if abed was doing it yeah and everybody doing that little bit was just this pitch perfect thing and it the the ending where annie's explaining to abed that by feeling like you don't fit in means you're just like everybody else i think Mm -hmm. that is one of the best messages i've ever heard on a tv show that didn't have um you know an after school special attached to it this is a beautiful truth that not fitting in is actually the most common thing and i i love it for that now you're right in a in about a month uh, I'm going to be moving them around. But, um, yeah, it's my number two this month, at least. Well said. It's a great episode. <laughs> I, have, I have such a vivid memory of watching that episode live at college after I'd gotten, like, everyone on my floor into community. We were watching that as it aired, and then, like, commercial breaks, we were turning to each other and going, like, what? How? <laughs> they can't do this? What is happening? They can't do this? So good. It was really good. So good. Well said. Um, really my top three, depending on the day of the week, I could move around. Um, but my number two as of right now is advanced Dungeons and Dragons. It, it's so cool. Charlie Coons, a star was born that day in the Mm -hmm. episode. I, I, his portrayal of his emotions is so good. The way he's like so subtle about the things that are just really setting him off. I think that the message of the episode sends Pierce's absolute just, descent into chaos and evil that that he has going on there it, it's played so well you know i obviously it wasn't too far of a stretch for him to do that but i <laughs> i think that everything down to annie is hector the well-endowed making love to abed and troy taking notes and troy taking notes <laughs> i think that's so funny and i remember being a, a teenager and thinking that those jokes were the funniest things I had ever heard. And and the fact that it was coming from these like cool people on this cool show playing a nerdy game that I think is cool 
it, it just is so cool. It combines so many wor- worlds that are special, and and it's it's an episode that um, I understand why it got taken down, but I hope that it ends up back on Peacock with a warning so that people who maybe aren't as savvy with how to watch things can still watch it and enjoy it because it's it's one of the funniest episodes of TV that there is and it's it's so good matt matt can you tell me like why it's not on netflix i just just don't get it i feel like the information's not out there (laughs) let the people know there's no way to look this up there's no way you just need to search today's tweets it was it was half well it's a quarter of my day we had a good day it's a quarter have you and i just i know this goes against perhaps everything you you stand for have you ever just considered like not responding um I stop at a certain point. <laughs> okay, and, there you because go. after I've said it's not there, it's you know, they took it off. I'm like, they took it off two years ago. <laughs> I, I, it's it's two and a half years at this point. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't, I don't have their rage because, <laughs> you know, whatever amount of rage I might have possessed is dissipated by august of 2020 so (laughs) yeah i don't have anything for them so you know all i do is say you can buy it for two dollars you should have the dvds if you can get the blu-ray because that includes dan's commentary Mm -hmm. but you know there's no reason to complain to me (laughs) you don't see a blue or a gold check beside that name i'm not the official i can't even do anything about it i'm doing the same thing you're doing which is watching it whenever it oh so you did not take it off of netflix i it was not me you don't Um, have that button yeah you're not community yeah yeah (laughs) why the hell are you on the show why are we Who even well, is this I guy? really hope this brings you to real closure with whatever your parental issues are now. Nope. But, uh, it's wild. <laughs> not at all. Sony? It's, yeah. You're not <laughs> Fingerman? <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke for six people. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. <laughs> Most of them are right here. In this room. Yeah, it's in this room. No, it's, I, I, I love the episode. I also understand the problem and I know people who have a problem with it and I love them too. And I love them enough that I'm not worried about it being on Netflix and it, you know, two bucks. You're complaining about being on Netflix, cancel for a month, buy the movie on some other platform and our episode and then you're done and you've made nine bucks. It's true. It's possible you, you, there's for a way it to both be one of the best episodes of one of the shows that we've dedicated so much time to and for it to just be an episode of television that is not worth, like, an argument about racism yeah. over it. Yeah. It's just not worth it. No. Where does that leave us? Was that your number two, Steven? That was my number two. Okay, Kevin? Time for my number two. Uh, the Good Poop. Uh, and, <laughs> and this one, uh, it's it's been brought up many times so far yeah. on this list. It's Pillows and Blankets. Wow. Um, the comedy is spot on. Was I the it's only such... person that mentioned Pillows and Blankets? Yeah, yeah I think it was one, just yeah. you, Steven. That's yeah. crazy. you, too. I just it's it's my uh, top dog for the uh, genre episodes, but it's also so heartfelt. And you got Keith David voiceover and the the Pillow Man, as previously mentioned, (laughs) and the the All Tomato. It's just it's it's (laughs) it's everything I want. It's everything I want. So good. All right, top spot number one. It's Remedial Chaos Theory. I've seen it a thousand times, so like. Maybe the episode, maybe it's not always the episode that I want to watch right now because I know it like the back of my hand. But how did they make it work? How did they fit it all in one episode? How did they make it digestible for people that aren't sci-fi minded? It's an episode of a 
sitcom about the multiverse theory that makes sense if you've never heard anything about it. Mm-hmm. It's endlessly hilarious. It tracks all of the circles are perfect. And, like, literally, Remedial Chaos Theory walked so fucking everything everywhere all at once could run. (laughs) This episode is a cultural landmark of what you can do with the story. And a lot of media that we're getting now, I think, has some thank yous in order for this one episode. So it's still my number one. Even It's it's still my number one, too. It's... You don't have emotional consequence of broadcast television without remedial chaos yeah. working because it's a variation of the same idea. Right. They take yeah. weeks to, of reshoots that come back. They're like, okay, we're filming another episode, but we need you to change clothes and do remedial again. And we need to spray blood on you again, Yvette. They have they do it over and over. Yeah. If you've seen the storyboards for this, which they've shared online, it's ridiculous. They've got uh, uh, everybody has a separate uh, uh, story circle. And for every version of yeah. the story. And, and they're so they, all shown in the episode. You can follow all, how yeah. many is that, nine times or seven times, whatever. That, like, yeah. f- those 40 circles, you can follow. You can pick which one you're going to follow this time, and it's and they, all And there. they had to get the beats right, and they had to have yeah. each spot right, and it works incredibly well. It is, uh, it's one of the finest episodes of television. Period. Period. Mm-hmm. Hard stop. Um yeah, it's if it's if it's not in your number one spot, I get it, but it is an incredible episode. Yeah, my number well one's remedial chaos theory as well. I think it's just amazing. There's no notes. It's so <laughs> funny. It has a gift that's so popular that people who've never heard of Community use it on a daily basis. Um, I nary a day have I opened Twitter and not seen. The gif of Troy walking. Oh, it's me. I'm sorry. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) I I use it almost every day. Yeah, but it's it's so good. I think that it lets us see sides of the characters we haven't necessarily seen to that point in the show, especially like Britta. Um, I love how just how easily this group will descend into literally murder. (laughs) It's it's just so good, and it's it just. The fact that they were able to fit this into a a twenty one minute episode, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's such a a feat that I think it's it's got to be my number one. And Kevin, I know exactly what you're gonna say, and I can't take it away from you. It's a great answer. Thank you. Uh, my number one uh, remains and has always been mixology certification. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, people sometimes say this episode is not funny. They're wrong. It is. The, the cold open with the birthday, uh, mm-hmm. celebration is so funny. The car conversation on the way there, like the, the dueling car conversations are, is something that I cite in my own, like screenwriting and film production, like all the time mm-hmm. is a constant, like uh, source that I go back to. And also this episode hits like a sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. Like it, like it, it's so emotional and so melancholy i know that like abed's uncontrollable christmas is the next episode but this feels so much like a christmas episode to Mm. me uh everyone getting together you know everyone's gonna disappear go off for the holidays real soon but you go out to a bar and maybe you're a little down in the dumps it's been a hard year and Mm. i just there's something just so resonant and beautiful you get a little paul f tompkins in there you get a little tignataro in there Mm -hmm. you know it's just it's a platonic ideal for me of like a sitcom episode uh and i i love it and uh i I suspect i always will 
<laughs> There's something that will always resonate with me that I can forget about of how I, in my own way, like, have been Troy in that situation. We've all been, like, we're mm-hmm. reaching a young adult milestone. We're tremendously excited. You get to go to the bar and order your first drink, and you're just as sad as you were yesterday. Yeah. And your problems <laughs> are the same. No, Absolutely. I, I think there's something so beautiful about... I, like, I watched this episode before I ever turned 21, and I wonder what positive impact that had on me to realize that you are who you are, and that's a good thing, and that doesn't mm-hmm. just change as you, like, fill these age gaps. It's it's a wonderful, wonderful episode. It's a, it's a perfect crystallization of a feeling, of a, of a cold mm-hmm. winter mm-hmm. night out at a bar in yeah. Colorado, and it's just... Yeah. It, it's just, it's such a, it's so moody in like a nice way, but not like a, a overwhelming, sappy sort of way. It's a spot on episode. So good. Well, that's our top 15 and our bottom 10. That was a lot of fun. That like really did take me through a lot of the emotions of the ups and downs of recapping this show every week for the last two and a half years. Uh, we'll wrap this up in a second. The last thing we're going to talk about is the other thing that Steven and I have done this entire show is at the end of every episode, giving a character an MVP award. I, I tallied up every one that we've given across all of the episodes wow. to see who we gave the most to. And then we're all going to... I kind of feel like... I kind of feel like there's a right answer to who is the MVP of community. Yeah, I kind of feel I like agree. there's a specific right answer, and I wonder if we'll all say it. I, you can make other arguments, but based off of what uh, Steven and I have given over the last, wow, almost three years now well, uh, that we've done this. Steven, for you, your top three in the third spot was a tie between Jeff and the Dean. That tracks. As your third Amazing. most MVPs. <laughs> your <laughs> second place was Troy. Which uh, you gave, like, Jeff and Dean were 11 and then Troy was 20. So yeah. for how much of the show that he's not in, that's that's pretty big. Mm-hmm. And then your number one was Abed yeah. at 22. Uh, mine, personally, my third was a tie for, uh, between Troy and Jeff. I gave them both 11. My second was a tie between the Dean and Annie at 13. Wow. And then my top was also Abed at 22. Which leads right into, I want to ask us all, who, if you had to pick, is the MVP of Community, and why is it Abed? Yeah, (laughs) it is is Abed. The show does not work. No. Without, or it certainly doesn't become yep. this show. Like, the 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 Chicken Fingers, the first genre episode, has to be introduced through Abed. And, yeah. And mm-hmm. fully subsuming into his point of view, the show literally begins with, like, his and Jeff's first conversation, and it ends mm. when Jeff says goodbye to Abed. Mm-hmm. Oh. He is the show. And Danny Pudi is incredible as a mm-hmm. performer. I mean, this is, you know, the Emmys, whatever, but, like... He will never get enough praise for what he did. Absolutely. Oh, on this show, Abed's such it, a unique character. He is he's portrayed so well. And if any little detail wasn't quite tuned the right way, he could be an offensive character. He could be a like uh, he could be obnoxious in like he six be, different ways. Big Bang Theory <laughs> type he could be like Sheldon nerd. Cooper, yeah. For, yeah, he could be. There, so many things had to go right for this character to be so perfect, and he is. A lot of it's Danny Pudi. I do like. We won't give all credit to. Dan Harmon, but I think a lot of that's Dan Harmon too, who from the beginning had an idea for this character, and I don't know, I see myself in Abed, um, a lot of the best moments of this show are literally not possible, like you said, without his outlook, Absolutely. it's Abed. What about you two, Steven and Matt? Abed? Yeah, Abed for me too, I think he's the he's the heart of the, of the show, you know, a lot of the big storylines 
are either cooked up in Abed's brain or because Abed has cooked up something in his brain. You know, I think yeah. the best relationships. Troy's my favorite character in the show, but not initially. It's because of the heart that you see and the growth that he has through his friendship with Abed. You know, Jeff's growth is directly tied to Abed. You know, Annie, her independence is directly tied to, you know, she lived with Abed because it, it was just them for the last couple seasons. You know, I think every character um, can thank Abed for a lot. And I think that he was the driving force in a lot of the 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 things that make this show community. Matt, now, are you going to disagree? No, I mean, <laughs> if you're, you know, if you're talking about MVP character, I mean, it, it, it's kind of a single note. Uh, mm -hmm. But if you're make, talking about MVP in general... I think you can make an argument that Joe McHale's growth as an actor is incredibly sure. important for the series. Yeah. Or Gillian Jacobs' yeah. growth as comedic lead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Totally. Because she's totally. not one in the pilot. She's not one by the second episode. She gets so, so much funny. better. Mm -hmm. uh, and she's a great dramatic actress, but she gets so much better at comedy. If you're talking about in the writer's room, it's going to be McKenna or Gans, or you're talking about mm -hmm. Cutler, who writes some of the early good ones, or Bob Rowell. Uh, or, I mean, you literally break the series down between Russo period and after Russo. The golden yeah. age is Russo, and the afterwards is not. So you can make a you know a big point to how valuable they are. Uh, if you're talking about characters who have grown since the pilot, it's it's Annie. Mm -hmm. I agree with because that because nobody's character great. grew from uh, a, a stereotype of uh, of Tracy Fleck, uh, Tracy yeah. Flick. Uh, from election that's all she was in the pilot mm -hmm. and what they created with her but if you're talking about day-to-day -day, makes it drives the engine it it's always going to be Abed. And, and Danny Putty deserves an entire mantle <laughs> of awards yeah that everybody if they would watched it they would have given it to him it it is so hard to pull off what he does and how much dialogue he has to go through, mm -hmm. particularly while they're changing it day to day on mm -hmm. occasion, yeah. what he's having to do and, and still make it believable. Um, no, I'm not going to disagree. It's, it's 100% of it. Yeah. I don't care at all about awards. I think Danny knows exactly what that character means to so many people. I think he knows that he has a big place in television history because of his portrayal of that character. And I think that means so much more than that he didn't beat Ty Burrell or Brian Cranston or whoever won Emmys or what category. Uh, it's it's such an important character that only a show like Community could pull off, and they totally do. And sure, I'm glad that you mentioned that there are so many people, so many voices, so many characters that that, that helped define the show, but I think that's all wrapped up into Abed. Like, they all came together to create a character like that who can exist in a show like this. And I think that's it. I think we've done it. And we've said all there. No one ever needs to talk about community ever no. again. <laughs> of course, <laughs> all four of us. This will. is the end of the I'm going to delete my it. scheduled tweets, and we're done. <laughs> well, Match is on a beach somewhere, auto tweeting with a cigar and a glass of whiskey. I know, like I, I don't have to do that at all. Just, just let it sit dormant. Yeah. As Kevin, we ride off it. into we're, the we're sunset, uh, Kevin, Matt, what do you guys want to plug? Your your social medias, things that you're working on, things that you have coming up. Uh, what's going on for the two of you? Uh, I, I suppose and I'll go first. Uh, the, the branding is very consistent. TV's Kevin or TV's Kevin Lanigan on... Uh, everything on Twitter and Instagram. I apparently now make TikToks where I talk about DVDs. <laughs> nice. Um, uh, DVD uh, cases. Yeah. DVD Not cases. DVDs the so much presentation as a case. of DVDs. Yeah. 
um, letterbox where I talk about dumb movies. And uh, right now, the big thing I am I am working on the first feature film that I'm gonna direct, uh, write and direct, and we're we're getting all that together. Uh, so stay tuned to those social media sites for, for more on that. Cause at some point I will be asking people for money, uh, and, and support. And, <laughs> and if you want to start with the money, patreon.com slash TV's Kevin is a great place to start with the money. Uh, I follow you, I think on every platform with all of my different accounts. So yes, I, I highly recommend everything TV's Kevin Lanigan. Um, I'm just communities. I got a personal account. It's irrelevant. Um, it is. Um, communities is the only thing that matters. It's on Twitter. We are on most of the platforms just in case something terrible happens to Twitter, but hopefully it finds a way to survive. Um, and we're just there for y'all fandom. So I, we're thrilled to do it. And, and Kevin helps when uh, he's not making a movie. Um, and I, uh, I, I adore you too. I want you to hear it again. I adore you for going through this. Which I love you for us? this. Are you talking I'm talking to Stephen and Kevin? Kevin. I've already told Which Kevin I love you. Love? <laughs> Kevin already knows that I love you. The me. ones that yeah. can um, count, Zach. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, it's not easy. I mean, the podcasting is fun and all, but it's not always easy to do. And 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 you do it with such light joy, and I appreciate it. I I love everybody who does these things for my favorite show because you're creating something every time. And that that's something joyful and uh, you yeah. do it with joy and I I love you for it. Aww. I really do. And I I appreciate you and I I'll continue to appreciate you. I I won't retweet about your next tv show that much but i will appreciate you nonetheless and i will still like your what you do and i still want uh i still want to be uh at least there on the sidelines when something goes good for you i want to be there to say congratulations more than my real dad does so that's yeah great. thanks so much <laughs> well well uh, zach can you please cut uh the audio of him saying i love you with earlier when he said my only child, can you just have <laughs> that for me, please, and just send that my way? Right, so you're, you're, Stephen, you're trying to claim it just for yourself, so Zachary can't. Have well, for it? my Is own personal your... collection. Well, okay. I was, I was obviously a test tube baby. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to say, like, I don't know, having the two of you along with us, really, from the beginning since we started this, has meant a lot to me. Obviously, Matt, like. I think for a fact we wouldn't have done as many yeah. of the episodes as we did without you from day one saying there are people who can support you, there are people who can answer your questions, and I'm going to share what you do with people. That has been so important to us. And yeah. not only that, to get to know you as a person, to have you on as a guest here, to to come to see you as a friend, and to have all the inside jokes that you don't really have a part of together <laughs> – uh, it, it's been incredible. And also, Kevin, from the beginning of starting the podcast, I've said this a thousand times, you were like the cool kids table. Yeah. And Aww. to have you be a collaborator and a friend and a, a young artist that I look forward to following and seeing all the amazing things you're going to do, all because we all do a community podcast. It's really cool, special stuff. I'm really glad that you both were back for this this last little victory lap. And Steven, um, I've said it all. Yeah. <laughs> Thank I'll mail you your last check, Zach. Thank you for your <laughs> time and service. Please and hand it. in your badge and keys. 
this has been our last round table thank you for listening thank you for supporting us support everything that matt and kevin do and i don't know six seasons in a movie guys six seasons six in a movie, seasons in a movie. movie. it's real <laughs> it's a real thing it's actual thing can you believe it <laughs> no i'm not i can't <laughs> i know it <laughs> go ahead he and get kept it the face. I know it. Great. Greendale's the way it goes. Some things are still the same. Slop pails and pantyhose. Oh, and he believes in me. And that was it. Our last roundtable. We ranked them up. It's really satisfying for me to do these lists, and this was like the most satisfying one to be like this is the 10 worst episodes of community the 15 best i think we all had a lot of different great things to say about a lot of the same episodes and it was fun to hear other people bring up the episodes that i love that didn't quite make it to my list it was satisfying that was fun for me how you feeling Zach, I had a great time, but I'm still holding this button over here. Put it Can down, I please set it Steven. again? Okay. It's been two hours. Oh my god. Jesus. Thank you. Jesus, that was heavy you as put all that get down. out. You never had to pick it up. I sorry, I didn't want to let Papa down or Kevin Lanigan was here. I wanted to seem tough. Yeah. Oh, but that was great. It was awesome. You know, I'm glad that Dad still loves me after I put horror fiction and seven spooky steps in my bottom yeah. ten. But it was great to hear the episodes that mean so much to people for different reasons. <laughs> it was great to hear different points of view. It was great to just talk with them about community and what we're excited about for the movie. I mean, yeah. it's great that, you know, we can watch the show over and over again, but we have something that's like totally brand new to everyone coming soon. And I'm just I'm just so hyped for it. I'm very hyped and I can't wait for that reason to give us reason to come back to this podcast this silly little home that we've built for ourselves here that even as we move on to other projects that'll take a lot of what we did here i feel like there's always going to be something special about falling back into community and falling back into you can't disappoint a podcast oh it's been incredible i could get emotional about it again but i won't uh, just the, from all the inside jokes to everyone who's ever emailed into us to the fact that we, I bought a computer to do this podcast and we interviewed Joel McHale less than a year <laughs> later uh, to to the community movie getting announced as we're wrapping up our rewatch podcast to then interviewing the guy who's working on the script <laughs> like uh, two weeks later. It's crazy. What we've done here, and this is all humble bragging, but what you and I have done here is really special. I'm really going to miss it, and I'm really glad that we had this last roundtable to to help put it to bed. Me too, buddy. It's been an incredible journey, and I'm excited for the next chapter. I love you very much, Steven. I do. I love your face. I love your demeanor. I love your spirit. I'm very glad you're the person that I do this with. Don't ever think for a second that I don't love every ounce of you. Oh, you're all right, Zach. Well, I I'm think just kidding. You're... the only thing left here to do. You know that I don't need you to say anything nice about me. This is all about hearing the sound of my own voice, <laughs> baby. Zach, you wouldn't listen if I had complimented you. Huh? <laughs> I love you, buddy, and I'm thankful for all that you do, and, and, I, and I wouldn't want to be doing this to anybody else. Get well soon. Uh, the only thing there really is left to do is to wrap this up by saying for the last weekly time from inside the dreamatorium black lives matter i'm zach i'm steven and just thank you so much 
Thank you, everyone, for Bye, all everybody. Bye. Into the Time Knife, January 16th. Check it out, check it out, check it out! Moving right along, old news and fancy free. Getting there is half the fun, come share it with me.